Hello and welcome back to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Chris Kennedy. As always, I'm joined in the studio by Steve Turner and Don Brock to talk all things round six NRL fantasy-wise. We've got injuries, we've got uh, cash cows peaking and not too many cash cows to buy. Boys, how are we doing this week? Yeah, well, last weekend I think I had 750. Unfortunately, nowhere near what you two gentlemen had. <laughs> um, I dropped Cameron Smith last week, but I did bring in Damien Cook. Um, I dropped... Uh, Jonathan Thurston last week and I brought in up he Coruscant for the Manly Warringah Seagulls um, not the worst trades though. not the worst trades um, Tommy Turbo uh, is in my team I was in him playing last week but he's back this week mm-hmm. so hopefully he can score me some points but yeah it was um, yeah it was uh, interesting not anywhere near what you got Dom how good was your week <laughs> yeah I had a pretty good week picked the wrong captain but uh, yeah the good news was Cameron Smith came back with a bang and He's still in my team, so uh, happy days on that front. Yeah, I haven't had Cam Smith all year. I probably would have sold him, so I'm glad that I didn't start with him. Um, so I was spared that decision, got uh, Captain Cook's points doubled. So I uh, didn't go too badly. Let's rip into some team changes. I won't go into granular detail on the uh, the less fantasy-relevant ones, but just a quick look at the uh, the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. Um, Roosters, not much doing there. Ryan Madison, possibly a cheap, decent scoring half. Did score two tries in that 71 last week, bouncing back from 35. The week before, the Rabbitohs, um, Damien Cook, we've already mentioned, got a belter of a score. Richie Kenner back on the wing, which is great news for myself personally and all the other coaches that are still running with him. Um, saw on Twitter that uh, Cameron Murray, who's yeah. in a lot of teams, hobbled out of training with a, uh, a hamstring injury, so expecting him to probably not play, which would be a bit of a blow. We'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll get, I mean, obviously we'll get teamless early for, for this one, the first game of the round, but... Um yeah, that'd be a major blow for those of us who have Cameron Murray. Uh, but yeah, on the other hand, Kenner coming back is very handy for people like me and yourself, I guess, CK, who have you know are a bit light on in the outside backs. He covers both positions and yep. is scoring a lot of tries this year. So hopefully that keeps going. Yeah, Cam Murray would be a bit of a blow. I've got him in my team. A hamstring injury, I suppose, it um, depends on the severity and mm. how bad it is. You know, we mm. saw Josh Reynolds at start. He hasn't played. Yeah. He's playing this week, his mm. first game, what he's been on the sideline for five weeks with a hamstring injury. So, um, yeah, might not be good for fantasy coaches if it is a serious injury to Cam Murray. Yep, uh, Adam Dewey, obviously, a sell. He's still in plenty of teams, but uh, now that he's playing limited minutes, time to get him out of your side. Heading over to Friday, the uh, the Storm and the Knights, Brody Croft dropped. Um, hasn't really uh, set the world on fire, either in fantasy terms or NRL terms. In the season to date, um, came in uh, having scored 50-plus basically every game. Yep. Um, I think three last year, and then the World Club Challenge yep. just looked like a million bucks, but hasn't hit his stride this year. So um, Riley Jacks gets his chance. He got 35, I think, in round one, back uh, playing in the halves when Billy Slater was out. Probably underpriced in the mid-400s um, for his potential, but but not probably underpriced enough to get in. Yeah, and job security has got to be a question mark for Jacks as it was for Croft. Um, who knows how long they leave Croft out of the side? They obviously rate him as the halfback yeah. of the future, or they had they had done um, up until this week. Um, yeah, so I, you'd expect Croft to come back at some point, unless they, I don't know, unless Jacks, unless it's panic stations, uh, yeah, well, yeah, and they bring someone in. But yeah, Riley Jacks is more of a five eighth than a halfback, I think. Um, but yeah, Croft has really struggled, and he was really targeted by the Tigers on the weekend, and. Um, yeah made a bunch of errors. So, yeah, interesting times at Melbourne at the moment. Yeah, well, like, you look at his stats for a halfback. He's got zero tries, zero line breaks, zero line break assist. He's missed 18 tackles. Yeah. He's only averaging, what, 24 or just under 25 points in fantasy. Kick metres I found interesting, too, for a halfback. He's only averaging just under 100 kick metres a game. So, yeah, um, yeah so it hasn't been the greatest of starts mm. for Brody Croft, but... 
Um, as you said, Cameron Smith returned with a bang last week. Um, yeah. Those people who sold him, do we bring him bang? <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll, he'll be obviously more than likely be goal kicking this week, unless yeah, something. yeah. yeah and it's not a that, it's not a coincidence that that Cameron Smith's scores went through the roof uh, last week when uh, Croft started to do less and less. Um, Smith, as the game went on, just took on more and more of the, you know, playmaking himself and kind of stopped going to Croft so much. Um, he made 57 tackles, I think, in that yeah. game as well, which is, again, like a really low-scoring, grinding game against the Tigers who play that kind of way. So that really suited Smith's scoring, even without goals. Yeah, he still got 84. Mm. So And he had no demerits at all. I think he might yeah. have had one one error or one missed tackle yeah. in there, but compared to the week before with all the penalties and the, the sin binning, he yeah. wasn't losing any points either. And there's a good chance that continues, you know, if his fitness gets, gets back to what it should be. Um, the fact the Storm is struggling, he's going to feel the need to carry the team more than more than usual, more than last year even. And uh, yeah, so it could be more of that, you know, heaps of tackles, more running, more kicking than usual. So um, yeah, you know, not a bad buy for those. Who no, sold I, them I think it'd be week, a good buy. I think Cameron Smith probably do a lot, a little, a lot more kicking now with Croft not yeah. there. Um, I think Riley Jacks is a left foot kicker, so they got yeah, they're yeah, both halves. Yeah. Munster and Jacks are both left foot kickers, mm. so um, yeah, it's a bit of a. Bit of a sticky situation for Melbourne. Mm. Um, yeah, it's um, what they're uh, well, they're looking at three in a, three losses in a row now, isn't it? If they uh, potentially, potentially, yeah. yeah. I still so. can't get over the fact they've lost to the Tigers twice in a season. Yes, well, yeah, five weeks, in. Five weeks in. Um, the other talking point there, Jesse Bromwich, finally a decent score. Uh, now that yeah. all, all of us who jumped on him at the start of the season have lost patience <laughs> and sold him, so that's good. Um, having a look at the Knights, uh, no major changes. Mitch Barnett out for a week uh, with a suspension. Herman SASA at lock. He's been uh, making a bit of cash and, and scoring a few points. Callum Ponga just absolutely sensational Great. still and continues to be every week, um, which is fantastic. Um, Slade Griffin's still keeping on without putting in monster scores. Yeah, Slade's probably uh, a couple of weeks away from peaking, yep. we think, uh, as a cash cow. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about Kalen Ponga every week. He's just he's exceeding expectations, which are pretty high to start with. Um, yeah. for fan- he could be the best fantasy fullback of the year he is at the moment. Um, yeah, can't go wrong. No, you can't. It's, um, well, as I said on last week's podcast, you know, he's just been... So impressive, Kalen, not just from an attacking point of view, but um, you know, his toughness. And I, as a, you know, watching from afar, in particular last year, I thought you know, that was probably a, the weakness of Kalen's game yeah. is um, you know, to play through those tough times. But he's really done that this year. And look, I think he'll be tested this week against yep. the Melbourne Storm. Um, a lot of their Newcastle's attacks comes off either Mitchell Pearce or Kalen Pong. He's thrown him last week, set up a nice try for back row lock on Fitzgibbon. So um, we'll the Storm target him. Um, we'll wait and see. But I think it's a, it's a big test for um, Kalen this week against the Melbourne Storm, who, as I said, are coming off uh, two losses in a row. Yeah, have a look at the uh, the Dragons. Not really much doing here other than Harme uh, Sele and for Luciano Leilua on the bench. All their forwards are taking points off each other, yeah. and none of them are really putting in fantasy keeper scores. The halves are a bit the same with Widdop and Hunt, neither really sort of hitting huge heights in fantasy because they're sort of sharing the load around. Um, Ewan Aitken, one of the, the best scoring centres, but he's going at about a try game, which yeah. I don't think is sustainable. Yeah, they could end up being a bit of a no-go zone this year. The Dragons, yeah. we're talking them up a lot. You know, they've been winning all their games, scoring heaps of points. But as you, as you say, they're so kind of well-balanced that yeah. they've got two good, you know, dominant halves, so they split the points. They've got, what, five or six, you know, really quality forwards who kind of split the points again. Um, the backs are relying on tries a bit to score. So, yeah, long term, I'm not sure who's going to be a real keeper in that 
dragons team, even though there's lots of kind of borderline keepers. Mm. I actually don't have too many. I don't actually don't have any dragons players yeah. in my side. But yeah, there's obviously Cameron McInnes, the hooker. But there's there's plenty of other hookers at the moment yeah. doing better than um, yeah. Cameron McInnes. And they don't have to defend much these days. Andrew McCulloch obviously doing well at the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah. Isaac Luke performing well at yeah. the New Zealand Warriors. So. Um, yeah, look, I, I just don't have any Dragons players on the side. I just said, um, yeah. Tom, because... None of them are bad, but they're no. just, none of them are quite good enough to be a great buy. Yep. And at the Sharks, Josh Dugan back from a groin strain, but he's in the centres. Matt Moreland's keeping the fullback role. I was eyeing off Dugan as a potential sort of cut mm. price keeper in the centres, but don't know if I want to bring him in when he's actually playing in yeah. the centres. I'd rather him uh, in centres in fantasy and playing fullback in, uh, in actual NRL. Yeah, um... Sorry, just cutting in. Yeah. Is that <laughs> you right? I, I think that yeah, and the sharks. The talking point, I guess, we've spoke about it last week is uh, Fafita and Gallon, the old, the old guns who have dropped in price a fair bit. Um, they've probably bottomed out. Um, yep. Gallon especially has dropped a lot. So Fafita's basically at his starting price, I think. Still, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's been really underwhelming, but he's actually like coming off the right seventies. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, both good buys this week, especially for Fafita, who's probably going to be the best prop in fantasy again. This season. Mm. What about Val? Dropped a two hundred nine thousand dollars. Yeah, you wouldn't buy him until he started showing some. No, and it just—it seems it's—it's it's funny that the Sharks. You don't like we spoke about, you know, trying to fit three into two, and mm. yeah, you know, obviously now, yeah, you know, has been dropped. Edric Lee's into the side. It's yeah, it's interesting times I think for the Sharks, and particularly for their their outside backs from one to seven. Does you know um, Flanagan stick with Hodgkinson at half? Mm. Does he you know leave Moylan at one? Does he persist with? Dugan in the centres. Yeah. Will Val get another opportunity at one? So, yeah, it's um, it's yeah. an interesting time. And as you say, Val, $209,000 he's dropped. Huge. Huge. This, this is the back line CK you were calling for last week, I think, with Hodkinson keeping his mm. spot and, you know, Moylan playing fullback. He probably is their yeah. best fullback. I was being facetious when I was outraged about Edric Lee getting dropped. But he's, <laughs> back, he's back in the team. Listen to um, the, the one thing I wanted to say there is I, I didn't think Fecky was a chance of being dropped, but he's mm. been dropped for Edric Lee. When Sione Katoa comes yeah. back in a week or two, is he then ahead of Edric Lee, given he was first choice at could, the start of the could year? Could be. I thought Katoa was a really um, small chance of coming back when Val Holmes went back to the wing. You thought he'd be the you know left out when he was fit again. But, um, yeah, decent chance. So a few people have held on to him, yeah. um, which, you know, he's very cheap. There's no real harm there, but... For the rest of us, he could still be a, a cash cow to pick up in a few weeks when the other cash cows hit their peak price. Cool. Well, let's have a look at the uh, the Warriors and the Broncos, the very impressive Warriors up against the uh, the struggling Broncos. Warriors unchanged, no surprises there. Sean Johnson, um, after a poor score and a game off, bounced back in a big way. Um, Simon Mannering got through a game, but he remains on the bench. Um, not yep. much new, really, at the Warriors? Yeah, yeah, and there's no huge rush to get either of those two guys. You want to wait till Mannering gets back in the starting side. His price should drop a yep. little bit. Real high break-even at the moment. When he keeps playing off the bench, yep. And um, Johnson's got a fairly high break-even as well, I think, because of that 30-odd week before. So both great buys long-term, but don't need to grab them just yet. Isaac Luke's obviously been yeah. the standout for the Warriors this year. Um, what did he had? He had 68 last weekend, 42 tackles, 130 run metres. He's had 19 tackle breaks this year, Isaac mm. Luke. He looks fitter, he looks leaner. Yeah. He's averaging what hundred, just under 107 run metres per game and just averaging under 50 points in fantasy per game. So um, he's, certainly, uh, he's certainly back to his best. And he's, he's, he's a number nine option in the same category as the Damien Cooks, Andrew McCulley. And what you get with Isaac Luke is the, his attacking ability. Obviously, 
McCulley can, you know, Cameron Smith will tackle, tackle. He's almost like the Damien Cook, you know, he gives you a lot more spark out of attack than this, you know, someone like Andrew McCulley. But Simon Mannering will be interesting to watch. I did listen to Stephen Kearney speak last week, and that obviously been Simon's first game back. He did say, in the not too distant future, Simon Manning will start. So he played, what, 57 minutes last week, scored 33. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, he's a week or two away from becoming a starter. Probably three or four weeks away from being a really good pickup in yep. fantasy. Let's have a look at the Broncos. Alex Glenn back from a shoulder injury, the only change. Um, sort of the bench and Opacek out. Um, McCulloch, we've already talked about, scoring really consistently at hooker, I think over 60 every week since uh, that round one game off the bench. Uh, Milford coming off a massive score, but far too rocks and diamonds fantasy-wise for my personal take. Yes, I agree with all that. Nice one. Well, uh, move on to the Cowboys and the Bulldogs. Um, Lachlan Coote back for the Cowboys. Um, Cohen Hess doing pretty good things in a, a big mm-hmm. minute back row role. Um, Jason Tamalolo dropped a stack of cash on his starting price. Potentially a buy in a couple of weeks. Uh, still got a high break even if he does get back to his 2017 yep. form, which at the moment doesn't really look like it's guaranteed to happen. Um, Thurston, I think, is probably a sell, and Zappi probably agreed because you already sold him. Yeah, I did. I sold him. It's, um, you know, obviously, was it round two against the Broncos where he had a wows of yeah. the game, and yeah. everyone was like, I think a lot of people thought that, but yeah, he certainly. Um, I, th- I suppose his form and the Cowboys' form like, coincide with each other, and mm. um, yeah, they've been a bit flat. The Cowboys, well, they've, they've only they won mm. the opening game and they haven't won since. Four so, losses, um, yeah. yeah, Lachlan Coote, I think Lachlan Coote a big inclusion yeah, for the Cowboys, and particularly for Morgan and Thurston. I think Morgan personally is playing injured. I don't think, I don't think he's right. I don't think he's recovered from his groin injury. So, uh, but Cohen has been good. Um, they need more from Tamalolo, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he won't match last year's uh, numbers, which were, you know, pretty incredible. Um, but, you know, he's, he's kind of been below par even for the year before that or before that. He should yeah. be scoring at least 50 points a game in fantasy if he gets back to anywhere near his best. He, I think he had 62 a game or something huge last year. So, you yeah, know, wait, wait and see. But he's certainly capable of being a keeper again this season. All righty, and on to the dogs. Uh, Josh Jackson will play after getting a, a successful downgrade. Um, <clears throat> Fantasy-wise, Raymond Fitala and Marin are getting close to a sell um, in a couple of weeks when he yep. peaks. Moses Envi has been really good and pretty consistent outside of that um, one concussion affected minus one a couple of weeks ago. Um, what else doing there? Not really, no. I mean, the, the minus one's the only reason Envi's price hasn't gone through the roof after he got yep. that 100, so... Um, yeah, he's still a, a good target for people who haven't got him already. The Raiders, Blake Austin back um, for Sam Williams, who's out with a knee injury. Um, Leilua and Croker both got decent scores last week, but I'd probably want to see something a bit more consistent before bringing either of them in, although given what a, a dead spot centre is at the moment, it's uh, I can see the appeal. And they got they got two tries each last week, and... Um they are playing the Parramatta Eels this week, so <laughs> there's a chance of more tries. Yeah, well, the Eels are one of the worst defensive teams in the comp. They've conceded the second most points. The Titans have, are the worst. Um, so, yeah, I had Jared Croker in my side last week. Um, I had him as captain. I thought he could have just... I, I went I went out. I went, so wa- I went, wa- I went wide. I went out wide. I went out wide. Let's just say Not that. much faith in well, the doggies. They, they, they bombed three captain. tries. <laughs> they must admit, they bombed three tries, the yeah. Raiders. Few more opportunities maybe for Jared Kroger to kick a few goals, but yeah, I, I went. I took a risk tr- yeah. trying to chase you two boys. <laughs> bold strategy. <laughs> 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 Have a look at the uh, 
The Eels, uh, close but no cigar last week. Nathan Brown, finally a, a big score and promptly got injured. He's out for yeah. two weeks, a big blow for coaches. Um, probably a hold if you can hold him, but um, given the other options around, like you know Arrow and, and Fisher-Harris yeah, and all these sort of guys, really. it's, yeah, it's not great. Um, yeah, so you know he's a keeper long-term, so normally one or two weeks you hold a keeper if they're injured, but um, yeah, I guess if you're desperate for one of these, um, these guns like Arrow, who's... Uh, looks like a keeper, and he's really good value. And if he's mm. the only way you can buy him, then it could be a trade. But normally, I'd, I'd argue against it if there's, mm. unless there's no other trades you can be making this week. And if you've caught Brown and, and potentially Murray, who might be out as well, then you probably got to yeah. trade one of them. So. Could be short. Yeah. Mm. And King Gutherson's back, so you can yeah. be happy. Being a yeah, fan. well, I'm, I'm the savior for his knees. Little, I honestly think so. You, you take the round two game against Manly, one player's not going to make a difference. But last week against Penrith, with whatever it was. 20, 30 attacking play the balls and they couldn't mm. find the trial line. You put a, an attacking player of Gutherson's calibre into that team, one try apiece, lost, lost at 10-6. I think he uh, yeah. potentially could have been the difference. So if it's a similar sort of game this week, maybe he helps them get their first win. Be interesting to see what he does to the rest of the uh, the fantasy scoring in the team if they uh, if they improve their quality overall. But not a huge number of fantasy relevant players in the, the side at the moment. Um, just a quick reminder before we move on that the NRL Fantasy League is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off Ticketek vouchers. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. Now, the Panthers up against the Titans. Um, Wonga Blake's out. Isaiah Yo moves to the centres. Corey Harrower and Nara starts. Kate Ellis debuts. Um, Merrin's a sell. James Fisher-Harris is a buy. Viliami Kickhouse still doing great things. I think he might have made the most cash of anyone this year, He's made potentially. Heaps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Fisher-Harris, uh, yeah, a lot of us got him last week, and he did well again. Um, scoring really well at lock, so hopefully he stays there. Um, and yeah, Trent Marin's scores have kind of plummeted after a decent start. So yeah, as you say, he's a sell. James Mighty went mm. poorly. <laughs> I wouldn't say overly poor. Played but okay. Played but, okay, yeah. but scored yeah. nowhere near what he did the week back before. Season, obviously, Wunga Blake injured. Isaiah Yo, he normally plays in the back row. Well, wonder if it'd be interesting if that's long term because obviously there's still Dallin Tenny Zalesniak on the sideline. Yep. I expect he'd be back maybe a week or two. So. Does that push him into the centres and Isaiah Yo moves um, back into the forwards? But yeah, I've got yeah. the arm kick out. I think James Fisher Harris is more likely going to be coming into my side this week. Nice, good nice move. one. Uh, the Titans. Well, how good is Jai Arrow? I think most 99. of us. Ninety nine. What did he missed it? Missed One point. Um, yeah, even without the two tries, it was a good score. Yeah. He threw the two tries in nine tackle busts or something. What a monster score! I think the move to lock we already said last mm-hmm. week was absolutely suited him down to the ground, both in footy terms and in, in fantasy terms potentially shaping up as a, a captaincy option week to week based off the 65 that he got the week before. Yep. Throw in a 99 with two tries and, and 60-odd minutes. He's just an absolute fantasy superstar in the making. Yeah, um, he looks like this year's Angus Crichton. Um, you know, it's early days and everything, but all the signs are good that he's going to score, what, 55 points a game yep. at least. Um, yeah, you, you've just got to get him, I think. Yeah, Bryce Carrot had a turnaround last week. Um, obviously, the week before, he scored three points. Um, three points in three minutes, three though. Minutes. He's a PPM machine these um, days. <laughs> but he played, I think it was just over 50 minutes last week. Yeah. And, yeah, it was very good. He had a try. He had set up one of those tries there mm-hmm. for uh, Jai Arrow. So, yeah, much improved performance. But, yeah, Jai Arrow's the man for the Titans, mm. as you say, with, um, was it Cameron Murray and... Uh, Nathan Brown. Nathan Brown, yeah. you know. 
if yep. you can afford to put Jaya and get him in. Got to do it. Um, Ryan James also out, suspended, a little bit of a forward reshuffle. Uh, Will Matthews comes back. Let's move on to the, the Sea Eagles up against the Tigers at Lotto Land on Sunday. Tommy Turbo, he's back, and I need him back, so I'm <laughs> glad he's back. Um, Jack Gosieski, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he starts. Um, so I wanted to talk about him a little bit. It wasn't, it was, I think, 22 points in 56 minutes last week against the Titans. He hardly ran the ball. He did get one tackle break, and I think it was only three carries in that 50-odd minutes. Admittedly, the, um, the Seagulls weren't enjoying the best of it in his time on the field. Um, the fact that he's starting makes him interesting, though, as a potential cash-out, cash-down option. Yeah, he's got the opportunity there to make some points. He hasn't really done a lot fantasy-wise in the past in his few chances. I think I don't think he's scored 30 points in a yeah. game before. But, yeah, if he's got the long-term starting spot and he's earned that spot this week, um, the potential's there. But, yeah, still a bit of a risk, I reckon. I'm going to wait and see this week and see what he does. He's he's pretty cheap. Do you know he's priced? 260 yeah, or something? Um, yeah, so a bit of a wait and see for me. But for people who are desperate for a cheapie, you know, he could be it. Yeah, with obviously what it's Curtis Sheeran on the on the sideline, yeah. Kalepi Tanganara on the sideline. So, yeah, but uh, certainly cheap. But DCE, how, how good's DCE been this yeah. year? Now he was obviously they lost last week, but ninety one <coughs> points in a losing team. Um, a nice was it eighty ninety meter intercept try. I think yeah. he had ten carries for one hundred and eighty meters. Mm. What he had three hundred sixty eight kick meters. So he's having a fair year, and if you haven't got him in your halves, get him in. Yeah, he's really benefited, and he's goal kicking as well. Yeah, so. it's that plus. Playing along a, alongside a rookie half rather than Blake Green means he has to do more than he did last year. And, uh, and yeah, a, a long-range intercept try certainly doesn't hurt your no. fantasy score either. <laughs> Last but not least, least the Tigers. Um, a little bit of news around here. Josh Reynolds comes back. Um, as we all expected, he's on the bench because you just can't drop Benji Marshall and Luke Brooks the yeah. way that they're going, um, which pushes Jacob Little into the starting side and Peter Godinay out. Tuilola had dropped, um, so Nofaluma's done enough to come back on the wing and, and yeah. Corey Thompson is the fullback. I assume this means uh, SR Masters gets the goal kicking back? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, they've just got so many options suddenly in the, in the back three. Mm. Um, whenever Nofaluma gets dropped, he scores a try or two. Uh, in reserve grade, uh, Corey Thompson's been great. He goes back to fullback this week, so that could be another good score for uh, his fantasy owners. So yeah, they've got they've really got four good options in that back three, and they just keep kind of rotating it a bit. Whoever's in best form that week, I suppose. Luke um, Brooks, can we see him? He what he had seventy seven yeah. points last week. He's really good. Um, jump sixty two thousand in price. You wouldn't buy him though. No, can we see? <laughs> Is that a one-off, do you think, CK? That sort of, that oh, he'll sort probably of do it again at some point this season, but in between, a bit like Maloney, you'll get a bunch of 20s and yeah. lose all the money that he made, and yeah, I don't think you want him in yet. With the inclusion of Josh Reynolds, where do you see them playing Josh Reynolds? I think, I think he has to stay on the bench so long as they keep yeah. winning. How do you change that, that halves combination that's been going so well for them? They won four out of five, probably should be five out of five. If they keep that up, you're not going to change a winning team. Yeah, it <coughs> team. Depends, depends how they play. I mean... For, for all that, they haven't actually scored a lot of points yet, so I guess in True. that sense their spine could do with a bit more spark. But Benji's been so good. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and and yeah, we'll see how Reynolds goes off the bench. Um, you know, they have to lose at some point, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> but do you see Reynolds potentially, you know, Jacob Little playing 60-odd minutes and Reynolds playing 40 or 50 minutes in a bit of a roving role, spend some time yeah. at dummy half and then just get amongst it like a wide 
ranging, you know, sort of a... Or even bigger minutes than that off the bench coming off mm. late in the first half. That's I, I think you will. I think you'll play it. Yeah. I think, as you said, like how can you split Marshall and Brooks at the moment? They've yeah. been playing, playing really well. And I think Reynolds will come on. You know, he started his career as a hooker, came on off yeah. the bench and played that utility hooking role where you, the last 10, 15 minutes of a half come on yeah. and try and break the game up. So that's what I think they'll use him. And as you said, um, Dom, you know, they haven't scored many points. So could Josh Reynolds be the spark that ignites some attacking flair for the Tigers mm. this weekend? I don't really see him as a, a big-minute hooker. I don't know if his shoulders are up to defending sure. in the middle for, for 60 or 80 minutes. And, and Jacob Little's an absolute superstar in the making. But, yeah, like you said, that um, that spark at a dummy half and a, a roving role, I think, could be his, his go. Um, let's take a few questions. Shall we? Had a few questions come in on Twitter this week. Um, sort of covered off this one. The, uh, the NRL Fantasy Nerd at NRL Nerd asks, should I go Nathan Brown to Jai Arrow with Brown injured and Arrow looking like a must-have? Well, I think that's probably a good trade. Probably good, yeah. If there's another way you can get Arrow, then you know, while holding Nathan Brown, yeah. that's probably the best option. But you know, it's tricky to do that these days. Arrow is not as cheap as it used to be, so if that's your only option, then uh, go for it. Mm. Our old friend, the Mount Smart Joker, asks, gents, what's to do with L. Croker? Hold, sell, donate to charity or hide away under the bed? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got him. I think I think you've got to get rid of him and try and cash in on even his teammate, Jack Gojewski, you know, if you can, mm. you know, if you can get it... Um, Another cheapie, obviously, what did he score last week? He only scored 18 last week. Lachlan yeah. Croker, he's certainly... I, don't, I, I think DC has just been too dominant. I don't mm. think um, Lachlan is going to get better. I'm, I'm going to sell him this week myself too. Yeah, I don't think he's, he's going to lose money just yet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, his price rises have probably come to a halt. So as soon as you see a good trade target, yep, go for it. Um, here's an interesting one from uh, JP Crenage. Is Jazz Tavanga likely to keep up his minutes and possibly be a good buy to earn some cash? He's actually uh, pumped out a few little scores yeah, there, Jazz Tavanga. Yeah, an interesting one. Bench hooker at the Warriors. Um, normally that kind of position is you know, a real trap in fantasy. People see someone cheap on the bench playing hooker and they think he'll be good value and they usually play, what, 15, 20 minutes yeah. a game. He's been playing about 50 to 50. What's he played? 56 minutes in round one, 53 minutes in round... In the, sorry, not in round one. In the last two games, 53 minutes. So... Yep. And his scores have been pretty good. So that's the trend. If he keeps that up, as it looks like he will, um, scoring 40 to 45 points a game, he'll make, what, 100, 150 grand maybe. So, mm. yeah, it's a little bit of a risk there that, that, that those minutes hold long term. But, yeah, a bit of a left field um, option as a, as a cash cow. It is, it's interesting because, you know, a bench player doing so well. I think we touched on last week about Lee and Armout, the St. George yeah. Dragons, another bench player doing well. But, you know, as, as we've just touched on, the, the Dragons forwards are all stealing points of it. I think mm -hmm. the thing with the Warriors we touched on earlier is Simon Manning. How, how many yeah. more minutes he'll play? Yeah. Will his minutes start to get bigger? You know, obviously, there's no doubt he will become a starter. So where does that currently lead some of their starting forwards who will eventually push back to the bench? So, yeah, look, but for the meantime, he's certainly doing wonders yeah. for the Warriors and, and for fantasy coaches. For sure. Um, at Can of Worms 4, any obvious cash cow options for L. Croker? Um, We've kind of mentioned them already, really, I suppose. Yeah. Not really, Koshyski but... Um, and George Jennings are sort of the low-end cash out, more cash out than, than other cash cows, but they're, they're cheap and they're, they're playing at the moment, but yeah, they're probably not going to make a ton of cash. It's for that reason I don't hate the idea of holding him a week and just seeing yeah. what happens. You know, injuries happen. It's only Kato, I don't know when he's coming back, but uh, he could come back soon. Um, yeah, so if, if you're not convinced by anyone, that's not the worst thing to hold him and hope he gets 20-odd and doesn't lose much money. Um, who knows, he could still get 
40 or 50. Yeah, for sure. A few more questions on uh, on Croker and Jermaine Izarko, who I think is probably in a similar boat, yeah. i.e. A, uh, a sell but not an urgent one. Um, Sam Turner at SD Turner 7 asked, how many more games until Merrin is a dual position player? Dom, do you want to just give us yeah, a quick Yeah, so this year, so last year and previous years, um, players, once they play played four games in a new position, they got dual position in fantasy. This year's a little different. Um, after round six, and then I think round 12 and round 18, um, there'll be a few changes to any players who are kind of eligible for dual position status. I think it's just going to be a judgment call by those in charge. So Merrin is playing front row at the moment. It looks like he's going to stay there. So yeah, after round six, I expect him to get dual position. For sure. Um, Ryan Viglianti, was Jake Trevojevic's low score one-off? Will he be back to being a captaincy option this week or would you go with uh, Maka, who I assume is Andrew McCulloch? Well, if you look at Andrew McCulloch's scores of what, yeah. 69, 65, 64, and 62, he's rock solid. Um, if you've got him, it's very... Yeah, if you've got him, if you can make room to put him in, he's certainly more than a you know, captaincy option. But, you know, Jake Travoy, I think just a, it's a one-off. I think it is yeah, a one-off. Yeah, a he's one-off. still a keeper. Absolutely. panic or anything. But, um, uh, yeah, McCulloch, really safe. And Jay Arrow, we've been talking up a lot. Uh, also not a bad option, especially if you can get another 99. And uh, Alessandro Taloka asks, who's the better trade in this week out of Paul Gallen and Torhu Harris? Both, are, I think, a break-even in the 40s. Gallon about 150k down on his starting price. Torhu Harris has already made a bit. Yeah, I think it's probably still Harris. I mean, traditionally, I would say Gallon's a better fantasy scorer, but he's been a bit... I mean, he's lost all that money for yeah. a reason at the start of the year, so he's been a bit below his best. Um, Harris has just been fantastic for the Warriors. And I think even if they if they stop winning games, he'll still get through a lot of defence, so he should be able to score... You know, points in a lot of a lot of ways. So yeah, he still looks like a pretty good buy. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think Torhu Harris has been outstanding for the Warriors, and I think yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about Blake Green, but mm. how can you fault what Torhu Harris yeah. has brought to the Warriors? And alongside Adam Blair, I think he's sort of someone as well. But yeah, for me, it's uh, Torhu Harris if you can get him in. Um, round two with the Mount Smart Joker has Nelson Asopa Solomona peaked, hold or sell? Uh, I think he has peaked. Uh, I think his break evens in the mid forties. Yeah, he's been scoring a bit up and down, but averaging in the thirties. Is that right? Do you have a low score? His first three weeks were outstanding. Like, yeah, yeah. Performance-wise, and the last two, he's just flat bottomed. We well, had that nine. Was that in the Sharks game? I think he got injured yeah, early yeah, so and then came back and average a bit. no one so, scored well. Yeah, so break even in the forties though. So he could still make money, but no guarantees there. Again, one of those guys that probably not an urgent sell, but a sell at some point in the next few weeks. Last question from Paul Burns. Is Cam Smith still a sell crying with laughter face? Uh, probably <laughs> not. Probably not Paul Burns. Change your mind, Matthew. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't be selling him this week coming off 84, I don't think. Um, gents, anything else that I've, you wanted to add before we wrap this baby up? I don't know how to make captain this week. You no. Me up. I might stick with Damien Cook. He, yeah. Well, I'm getting, obviously, yeah, for there is a few better options. He's got the heels um, this week, doesn't he? He might get. He might score a hat trick. <laughs> but I think I'm going to. I think points. Cook. Yeah, I think Cook's yeah. a good move. Big game, Roosters yeah. Rabbits Thursday night. So mm. might go Jai Arrow after coming off 99. It's changing your mind already. 
Yeah. <laughs> what was it, 15 seconds ago? <laughs> I'll, I'll flip a coin on Thursday and pick one of them as my guess. Yeah, I'll probably just forget to change it and then I'll be stuck with Cook anyway, which yeah. probably isn't the worst result. Um, that's all we've got time for. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks again to our sponsors, Yui. Don't forget to like us and subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Um, keep an eye out for our other podcasts. We've got The Pearl, Steve Renoff on Wednesdays and, uh, and Jamie Sauer on Thursdays. You can catch the three of us on Twitter. I'm cKennedy80, uh, at SteveTurner84 and at Dom underscore Brock. Um, also keep an eye out for our uh, fantasy preview video show which will be up on, uh, on Wednesday afternoon until then we'll catch you all next week thanks again for joining us